Welcome to the Pitch Podcast, where entrepreneurs and cutting edge companies come to tell us about the products they're making, the ideas they're spending time on, and the problems they're solving. Here's your host, Warren Spiewak. Welcome to the Oil and Gas Pitch Podcast. Today, I have Jason Reimbold. He's the Managing Director of Energy Investment Banking at BOK Financial. And you know, as we kind of scrub through prospects for the show, things that we look for are differentiators in the marketplace, how the delivery to our industry in the oil and gas, what is being considered, and how deep can we go with a guest on helping, not just helping our industry, but helping those that serve our industry. And so today's going to be a really great conversation. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you, Warren. I'm really happy to be here. I've done a little bit of research. You know, one thing is, is I know we're going to talk about the energy industry, oil and gas from a financial standpoint. There's other, I want to just call them banks, right? There's some big name banks that you could Google them and you could think that they do this. But there's a real differentiator that I've read about within BOK Financial. And I kind of want to dive into that with you and the whole fact that you are a managing director of a department called the Energy Investment Banking, to me, says a whole lot in just that case. Thank you, Warren. And no, I appreciate the introduction and the kind words and really very happy to talk to you about BOK Financial. We are very unique, I think it's fair to say, and our legacy and lineage really goes all the way back to the oil and gas industry at the very beginning of the oil and gas industry, we were founded, or the bank that was founded that eventually became BOK Financial was founded by several industry professionals, one of those being Harry Sinclair back in 1910. And for the audience, let's talk about Harry for a moment, because if I'm hearing you right, this is the part that really intrigued me. The founders of this bank were, I don't know if they were engineers, but they were folks that were really in the oil and gas industry. And that lineage is still surviving today with what you're doing day in, day out. Yes, that's exactly right. And so Harry Sinclair, many in the industry would be familiar with Sinclair Oil and the name. And so he and some partners founded what was National Bank of Tulsa to make loans to this emerging industry, this new industry, which was you know oil and gas and how it's grown into the industry we know today. We really do trace back to that. And throughout these cycles over the last 110 plus years, we've made it through every one of them with the industry. It's quite a story. And I'm quite thankful to be a part of that story at this point, you know, in our history. And so when I think about BOK Financial and one of the ways that we are, you know, differentiate ourselves in the market is not just the lineage that so happens to come from the industry, but our commitment to the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, as you mentioned, not everyone sticks out the tough times of the cycle, but we're unwavering in that. Yeah. Well, I want to stop you there because let's dive into that a little bit because you're right. There's a pendulum. I mean, it's funny because my professional podcasting career kind of started with the oil and gas global network back in 2020, right? And you know what 2020 was like, <laughs> right? but the pendulum swing really hard. And yes, you see organizations leaning out. You see business owners. 
I mean, in many cases, put out of business or doing M&A deals just to kind of relieve themselves of all the stress and strife that's associated with the industry that they're in at that moment. But exactly what you're saying is that regardless of where that pendulum has been swinging and even where you are today, you have figured out how to, I want to say, how to have a value proposition no matter where the market is for the clients that you're working with. Warren, that's right. And it's not something that we take lightly. And it's not something that we're cavalier about either. I think the Mm. reason that BOK Financial has been successful all this time in this sector has to do with our approach, which is rooted in fundamentals, and also our people. And I realize that everyone would speak to their people, but specifically at BOK Financial, we have got there are over 65 professionals from both the technical background, financial background, that are dedicated solely to our business platform that serves the oil and gas sector. And that's today, that's right? Today. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's today. So, your clients, or even the people that are prospective clients for you, when they want to, you know, a lot of times, especially when you're talking about this industry where cash flow really is something you have really a delayed pay cycle for a lot of these businesses i was just in a conversation last week about how the pay cycle is leveraged so heavily on the buyers to these clients and what i'm talking about whether you're in manufacturing or you're selling some kind of product or inventory it's not like when you go to the gas station and you buy the gas and you swipe your card and everything's done right there when you are whether you're an operator whether you're a public company or a privately held company, no matter what your size is, the whole invoicing cycle and the delay there could actually cripple a company. So where I'm going with that is, is that sometimes you need someone who can really understand your business to really understand how cash flow works and how it goes up and down. And in many cases, I think kind of the old school way how people were handling or companies have handled it, and they'll probably a lot do it today, is they take out a line of credit just to make sure they have room for that. And I don't know if that's exactly what you're handling all the time, but I do think that from what I'm hearing and like just as I've gotten to know a little more about your organization, is that it is about evaluating and strategizing. And you've got the people there that can speak the language and help them tell the story. Warren, you actually position that very well. And <laughs> thank you. you know, it's something that's maybe not top of mind of mm-hmm. many in the market at large, if I may say so. But as you pointed out, the oil and gas sector and how it functions is extremely unique, I think it's fair to say. And it is a very capital intensive industry, not the only capital intensive industry, but we, I imagine, have to be up there in you know, some of the few with the, <laughs> with the largest need. And that's because we have, if you think about producing oil and gas, I mean, we have a depleting asset. So mm. there needs to be, you know, you can't just hold everything constant, but not continue to develop reserves. I mean, you'll basically produce them out and that'll be the end. And just like every other industry, our businesses, our companies need to also grow. And that growth is achieved, well, only in a couple of ways. You Mm -hmm. can grow by acquisition and just buy other companies. This is one method, but also, and I think it takes a combination of the two, you've got to continue to replace reserves. 
and that's by drilling more wells. And as you indicated, the pay cycle, if you will, Mm -hmm. is choppy for this industry. And so that's where having a solid financial partner is really important. And that's not as easy to do, especially for an industry that's so highly technical. Mm. I'm not saying that it's impossible on occasion there's someone gets into this industry from another, but I would tell you it's not very frequent. Most people who are in this industry stay in it and it's pretty hard to break in if it's not something you've been doing from the start. Not because it's a closed you know, industry or anything like that. I would say the opposite. I think that oil and gas is maybe one of the most entrepreneurial and inviting industries where anyone who's willing to put in the effort can come here and be successful and those no one to stop them. However, yeah, you know, with that said, having that technical expertise, I think is how our firm is comfortable with the asset class and a capital provider who doesn't have that in-house expertise is going to have a more challenging time participating in this space. I love it. And so with that being said, I want to dive into, I don't know if on the top of your mind, you could think of a story or an experience you've had with whether it's someone ultimately you were able to help or not. Let's just go back as far as like a 2020 or even anywhere in between where we are today and in the last few years. Is there an example you could share? I know you won't divulge the client name or any of that, but just give us an idea of like the process of where somebody was, how this team came into action for you to do what, I don't know if underwriting is the right term, but for you to like evaluate the risk for lack of a better words for me, and then ultimately help them or advise them in a good way or a great way. Absolutely, Warren. And I'm happy to share that because I love what we do as a business and how we partner with our clients. And so in 2020, it goes without saying, I mean, just anomalous event after anomalous event almost. And you know, we were not immune, of course, from these conditions ourselves. And there's one client in particular that had some leverage on their asset, nothing out of the ordinary, but 2020 and the asset profile, it hit them really hard. And there were some questions about if they were going to be able to continue, what would the bank do? At least this is in their mind, right? Mm -hmm. And it was something that we worked through for sure, but that's where that expertise really kicked in. And so we looked at the asset with the company and we established where, you know, current production was and current pricing and what have you. And my team specifically was asked to look at what was a true corporate level lifting cost, if you will, we would call it for their product and determined, okay, if hedges were locked in at X, They could continue to operate the company, pay employees, and inch along, okay? Mm. And so we helped establish that plan. They did go ahead and execute on, you know, we all kind of agreed to what seemed to be the appropriate hedging strategy and made it through. And so, you know, here we are a couple years later, and I'll tell you, those individuals still own their company. They didn't lose an employee, or at least not because they didn't lay off anybody. And their debt is almost completely repaid entirely. (laughs) 
they're almost debt free at this point, which now that's not exactly, you know, what we're always going for, but I'm kidding. But no, these, it was a that. success story and really was happy to be a part of it. And it's, uh, again, because of our institution's approach, fundamental approach, technical approach to this industry, it provides us the environment and temperament mm-hmm. to be able to work through these difficult times. And I think that's how we're still in this business after, you know, 110 years of up and down cycles is taking that fundamental approach. Man, that is so great. And, you know, like as you're sharing with me, as you know, like here it is, I host this show and I'm very much surrounded by the industry. I'm not an operator, right? And I don't have, you know, 100 plus employees or whatnot. And a few things that I can't help but think about as you were sharing this with me is that just on a human level, okay, if you have families that are depending on your business being successful in the world of the pendulum of the oil and gas industry, you're always strategizing, for lack of a better word, surviving so that you have sustainability with your company. And then on that personal level, if I were to imagine whether it's a partnership or board of directors or whoever those individuals are that feel that weight and they're scanning for solutions and they using what they believe are the possibilities, they're coming up with nothing. And they walk in a room and somebody's letting them know that there's geologists and technical folks that could really take what's there, what they have under the hood, and really look at it 25 different ways instead of just the three ways maybe these entrepreneurs or current leaders are looking at it. How relieving would that be to have options, number one? And then number two, something else when you tell me this story is I'm thinking, During 2020, and I think pretty much in any marketplace, when you see something where it's going, I want, for lack of a better word, again, wrong for a lot of companies, that is an opportunity to where I think everybody wishes like, oh man, if I had money, I could make moves that I otherwise wouldn't be able to make. And I think for that reason, I could see how the human factor of having experts that know the business in addition to deep pockets that could actually help you along the way to me, just seems like a great opportunity when whether things are good or bad. And then ultimately, as you get through the thick of it, you find yourself in a new place where you're saying, wow, now we have this potential to leverage funds to grow in a new way now that we survive the storm. Warren, uh, the way you described it is exactly how we think about it. And speaking for myself, the way I think about it, you don't do business with spreadsheets. You do business with people. Mm. I've had the very good fortune to have Coy Gallatin, not just as my boss, but my mentor. Mm. And I'll tell you the most important thing he taught me was to consider the perspective of the person sitting across from you. That seems like a common sense thing, but when you're coming up in the business and trying to make your way, that's truthfully, not always top of mind. And that's how we approach this business here. And, you know, 2020 had to be one of the most stressful, you know, markets Mm. I encountered, but it really wasn't because of the business. It was because of what was going on and what you were concerned could be happening with the people, Mm. right? Without the people, there is no business. And so we worked real hard. I gave you the one example, but that was just one. That story could be repeated (laughs) about a number of clients, and we did make it through. 
and we made it through not just barely, but successfully. And like you said, having the capital reserves, the expertise to be able to perform and act during those difficult times is really what I think sets us apart from the rest of the market. And that's true, you know, candidly in business, but also in life. (laughs) And, you know, everyone can be successful when things are going great, but who can take a challenge and turn that into an opportunity to succeed? I mean, that's what our motivation and driving force is. And so again, just really happy to be a part of a institution that is so uniquely rooted in that way. Incredible. And that's all very powerful because it is this institution that from everything we're talking about, it just exudes significant commitment to the industry. But I want to talk a little bit about where clients or perspective, I guess you call them members, your bank members, where do they choose to become a BOK financial customer or member? Meaning this, I don't want anyone listening to this and only assuming like a loan or like a certain type of product that they're thinking of. I'd rather ask you specifically some ranges of products that you see you're pulling out of your pocket to solve the problems of some of the people that are reaching out to you and looking for help. Absolutely, Warren. So, of course, we've been focused on specifically the energy financial services platform within BOK Financial. However, BOK Financial is a substantial, full banking institution. I mean, we do everything from home mortgages and personal loans, if you will, to commercial and industrial, commercial real estate, you know, of course, energy, you know, at least for my chair being the uh, cornerstone of our business offering. But with that said, ways to partner with clients and clients who are looking for a partner in a financial institution, some of the things that we've talked about, energy lending, and syndications. So we're reserve-based lenders. This is something well understood by the market. We also offer risk management services, primarily in the way of hedging. We have our own hedge desk internally and offer that as a uh, service to our clients. And of course, investment banking, the area that I'm responsible for, we do A&D advisory, that would be acquisitions and investment advisory. We also Mm -hmm. raise capital outside of debt financing for companies and also perform uh, valuation and consulting services as well. But then we've got corporate banking, right? Actual (laughs) treasury Mm -hmm. and trust services, escrow, corporate credit cards. I mean, just like, again, any larger financial institution. And I think maybe to round out the service offering and something I don't know is understood as well within the market is our private wealth and, you know, wealth management services, specifically our minerals management group. BOK Financial's minerals management group has got one of the largest portfolios of interest under management, I think, in the U.S., certainly. That's something that I don't know is necessarily understood as well by the market. And who should be paying attention to that? Like when your mind... What individual organization, as they hear about this opportunity to understand it more and be part of that, who are they and how should they be leveraging it? Like, what would they do? Yeah, I think Warren just, you know, anyone who's in the oil and gas 
business, specifically if you're an upstream operator, should reach out. In almost any time of the life cycle of your business, candidly, even if it's towards the end of your business, if you're considering selling that business, well, that would be my group to talk to. Candidly, we have a deal in the market right now and the proprietors are retiring. We've got another one of those, same situation, going to market here in the next several weeks. But it's not only the divestment aspect. Those individuals might benefit from an introduction to our private bank. Generally, often, these families retain some interests or mineral interests, and that's where our wealth management and minerals management group would have an application. Maybe someone's starting a new business. I would say that there can sometimes be a feeling that, well, a client may not want to reach out until they feel that they're ready, okay? And that's understandable to me, but I would tell you that we will never <laughs> turn down an opportunity to discuss a new business idea with a prospective client, right? Again, the business is about people. There are a lot of groups that we talk to in those early stages, and the earlier we're in the conversation, candidly, I think, the more solutions we can potentially bring to the table for them. So despite the technology and certainly post 2020 with the online meetings and all of that, I would tell you that at least for the energy financial services platform, we are still largely a face-to-face group. And I think that's important to not, you know, for someone listening who has some thoughts, has some ideas, maybe not sure, I would just encourage them to reach out because that's how we work through these things together. Terrific. And so let's talk about that. So if someone, they're listening and they're going, you know what, I'd like to engage and learn a little more about maybe what you guys could do for their organization. What is the best way to start and what does that pathway look like? Sure. So, I mean, they can find us online, certainly, securities.bokfinancial.com slash energy. And there's contact information there, certainly for the investment bank. If it's an opportunity that's more appropriate for our commercial bank, we'll direct them accordingly. We have got energy offices in five markets. We've got people in Denver, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, Dallas, and Houston. Those are not the only markets we serve, but just where we happen to have offices. But we do serve the industry in the lower 48. So, you know, I looked at a map on this the other day, and (laughs) I will tell you, we are doing business about in every single state that produces oil and natural gas. (laughs) So that wasn't really surprising, but I don't often look at the map. But yeah, we are active wherever the industry is active. It's easy to find us, BOK Financial, Energy Financial Services, BOK, you know, Financial Energy Lending, any of those can, you know, as a way that they can get to us. All right. And then when it comes to who you work with, I mean, it may seem obvious to some, but I would like to take a moment and give you a chance to kind of verticalize our industry a little bit in kind of some different aspects of it that you notice are really strategic conversations for you. And I'm just saying like, is it just upstream? Is downstream? Could you walk me through just a little bit of where you find, like the listener could identify that they really are in a uh, position or in a portion of our industry that reaching out makes a lot of sense for them? Absolutely. So upstream or midstream companies, that would be our core clientele. Okay. And that would be, but any within those segments. So 
private company, public company, private equity-backed company, all of those are potential partners that we can potentially partner with. And we have got a cross-section of all of those within our portfolio right now. And that's everything from the commercial side, energy lending, hedging, to investment banking, wealth management, all of that, minerals management. And so that would be the primary. I think the next segment that I would mention, though, I would really encourage other financial institutions that have exposure or would like to have exposure to this sector to also reach out. You know, our network certainly extends beyond just operators and non-operators in the industry, investors, but also to financial partners. There are a number of non-bank lenders, okay? There is there is a space for them in this market as well. And we've done a lot of work in the investment bank, candidly, over the last couple of years since pandemic in building out that network. There are family offices that may be interested in look at the market and might have decided they would like some exposure to this asset class, whether they have oil and gas experience or not, and maybe even more so if not, <laughs> would be very happy to speak with them and provide just some basic information on this industry and how we can help them achieve their intended goals. So I would encourage those segments as well, financial you know, industry and or capital providers and family offices interested in this industry to reach out as well. We make very good connections with those calls and it helps us to continue to, well, if I may say so, grow this industry. You know, you had mentioned early on, you know, certainly some institutions have pulled back from the space and that's been going on for years and, you know, seemingly will continue. However, given my own personal experience and recollection, I don't remember a deal yet. I have not encountered a deal yet that couldn't be done. Now, the effort today versus what the effort may have been four years ago. Sure. Yeah, (laughs) that looks a little different. Sure. However, I don't believe... There's something that hasn't been done because we didn't have enough participants or we couldn't get the rest of the market interested in a deal that we were leading. Mm. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to misquote here, but I think, you know, last year, towards the end of last year, I think it was, maybe this is published in October, I think we were ranked number two in syndicated loan volume as a, you know, book runner. And I think that was in a deal $750 million or less. And so despite the institutions that have decided to turn away from this sector, we've always found new entrants willing to partner with us in the industry. And so I would encourage those folks to consider reaching out to see how we might be able to do some business together. Wonderful. And you know, before we end the episode, I do want to ask you something that's really not product related, you know, culture. And what I mean by that is like company culture is such a big, significant part of why people choose organizations. And in your world, I look at your background and I have to ask, when you were considering where you hang your hat, BOK Financial is where you made that choice. And I just want to ask you from just like a personal level, what were the strengths or the things that you noticed about BOK Financial that for you, you felt it was a differentiator or a strength that really meant a lot to you? 
that made you choose to operate through this organization? Absolutely. So Warren, I will tell you that the differentiator here, some of the things that we've talked about, a fundamental approach, this is how I, I hope I approach things as well. That was certainly in alignment, but I would say that we are a very meritocratic organization, very fair organization. And this institution, if I may say it in these words, lives our values. Mm. Everyone has their mission statement and so on and so forth. We have our defined core values, and I will tell you, this company actually lives them. Mm. And that was very easy for me to identify with and want to be a part of. And don't want to get too personal here, but you know, have a working class background. I was in the army for four years. I used the GI Bill to study finance, and that's how I got into the industry. Despite the non-traditional background, if you will, here I am. And I will tell you that I have to believe this is true, you know, throughout the institution, but I can really only speak for energy, you know, financial services, our the energy platform. And I'm not the only one with that story. And so it's really been such this great experience to be here today and to have amongst my peers within the platform, you know, not just colleagues, but friends. And we all grew up mm-hmm. in the industry together. And now we're sitting in the seats that we're sitting in. It's a bit surreal wow. sometimes if you think about it. And uh, just, I don't know that this could be replicated anywhere else, candidly. So it's really important to me. Well, that is really powerful. Well, with that, I love it. And I uh, want to thank you for being here today, making time to do this. I do believe it's an important message. This is a very sometimes serious aspect for companies to go through it with a real partner that knows the business and has a team of people that can help them strategize the deal is got to be a good thing. So thank you, Jason. And for everybody, I will put Jason's contact information, his LinkedIn profile in the show notes, as well as the website that he shared with us for you to uh, start the process. Jason, thank you so much. And thank you for being part of the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast. Thank you, Warren. Check us out next week for another fun and growth-minded episode of Pitch Podcast, where companies join us to share their solutions with the world. Sign up for our mailing list to learn more about our upcoming events at OGGN.com.